Yamanika. <laughs> yes. Welcome, welcome. Thanks this for having is, me. Thank you for coming. This is Comedy's Curls. Yes. We usually do this in the cellar, but we are at Yam's place. Yes. Which is very nice. Thank you. I really like the decor. It's very like happy in here. Yeah. It's a good happy spot and it's a a real girly spot too. My yes. mother thinks I need to she was like, You're never gonna get a man in here. With this place, they just want a place to watch sports. That's it, and a PS4, which I have. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you reel it in. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) A big part of this started because I watched Aida Rodriguez's special, and she talks about the Dominicans blowing the Dominican out of her, like when she talks about her hair, and I that and me deciding to go natural this summer. I was like, okay. That's it. Like, I have to talk about this because I thought I was the only one going through that torture at the Dominican yeah. Salon. So, welcome. Okay, thanks. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, I also went through the torture at uh, the Dominican Hair Salon, but you have to go through that tour. It's 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what I pay for my hair now is like, I really, I could use a blowout. And, you know, I guess they make up the difference though. And probably in medical bills because they definitely keep that, <laughs> that blow dryer right on your scalp. Oh my God. I have horror stories of like getting rollers with leftover relaxer. Yeah. And oh, then I'm like, I burning. Have, I'm burning. And I'm like, why am I burning? And then I'm like, fuck, you didn't take off the relax. No, they don't care. They don't care. Mommy, it's 10 bucks. Exactly. You know? I got charged extra because I have too much hair. Oh, we used to do, We used to get that going in um, when I was a kid because uh, I had a, like, now I keep my hair. I hate having long long hair. I hate for my hair to be too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, like, I have thick hair underneath all of this. And we used to, my grandmother used to braid parts of our hair down underneath so because they used to charge you at the hair school <laughs> by how thick your hair was that's foul so my grandmother used to braid a little hair down and so it looked like we had like a little whisper of hair that's smart <laughs> yeah we go in there and like every week they knew they knew it's like i'm like how many times can we get away with this hustle you done seen us but we go from hair school to hair school because in baltimore they would have all these hair schools mm-hmm. everybody was trying to get their cosmetology license i don't know why the maryland flag isn't just like a blow dryer and a comb because <laughs> everybody <laughs> It was there was like at least fifty or sixty damn hair schools. I went I got my hair cut out of hair school once and I came out with like Harajuku bangs. My bangs went mm. from ear to ear yeah. and they started from the middle of my head. But that's when I was rocking my hair only straight. Okay. I look crazy. I mean bad haircuts. How can I went to bleach my hair one time and left the bleach on because my hair is jet well, at the time when I was younger it was jet black. Mm-hmm. And it would take a lot to lighten the hair up. And I left it on while, like for four hours. Oh like, my god! Because my grandmother used to get perms at the dollar store, oh and would god. put and because you know, but we have thick hair in my family, so it wouldn't like you'd have to leave it on a lot longer for it to really straighten the hair. Yeah. Sometimes you leave it on for the amount of time that they. Tell it's you, never it true. It wouldn't do anything. Yeah. So my grandmother used to put dollar store perms on, just slap them on, and go shopping and do all kinds of stuff. Come back, watch hair. Her hair be like Mulan, but. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we was constantly so I just kept in there for four hours thinking, oh, it's gonna really lighten up. And then I went to touch my hair, pieces was falling out. It was it was a mess. And then I had to get my hair so I was uh 
this was my freshman year in college and I had just gone back to Maryland mm-hmm. to um because I had got accepted into the American Music and Dramatic Arts Academy in New York and I didn't want to go right away I had deferred my acceptance mm-hmm. so I could save money so I went back to Maryland and I went to Hartford Community College and I stayed with my grandparents and so I was uh, the editor at the time of the newspaper there. <laughs> and I remember we had a, a, a meeting. Something was going on. And I was like, I can't go in there with my hair looking like this. And one of my friends was like, oh, I know this lady. She does hair. She'll take care of you. She's cheap, blah, blah, blah. She knows the college students, blah, blah, blah. So I go to this lady. This lady starts, you know, she looks at my hair. She assesses the damage. She's like, okay, you're going to let me fix it. I was like, yes, you know, blah, blah, blah. My friend said, so she starts trimming my hair up. And I don't check anything. Like, I'm not, like, you know, looking or nothing. And uh, she puts me under the dryer. And she says, well, while you're under the dryer, you don't mind. Like, I'm going to, you know, get my hair ready because I got to do something, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, yeah, fine. I don't care. So she goes to start doing her hair. She starts pulling out all this hair. She... She literally had three strands of hair, and I remember just jumping up out of—I <laughs> remember jumping out of the the chair, out of the dryer, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta check my hair real quick." I was just like, "I don't know, I just want to check it," because I was like, "There's no way this woman," because it because our thing was like, especially my mom, because we had a lot of hair, we had thick hair, da da da. They would be like, "Don't let somebody who doesn't have." hair like your like thick hair or hair that they're taking care of never let some bum bitch with bad hair do your hair because she gonna fuck your hair up when i saw that i was like yo let me check this ladies work it wound up being a nice she gave me a nice cut but i remember just being i just remember going i didn't know what was wrong with that lady i don't know if she had alopecia (laughs) i don't know if she was in a bad car accident i don't know if she was fire marshal bill's black cousin (laughs) but all i know is that woman had three strands of hair and i was upset I wish somebody gave me that advice because I've never met anyone in the Latin community with like my type of curl and thickness. Okay. Like I'll see one or the other. Right, right, right. Um, because and we'll get into it because I've gone the many years that I used to go to Dominican salons, they would be I would go with my hair straight mm-hmm. to trick them. Right. So that they'd be like, oh, okay, twenty dollars. But then sometimes at the end they'd be like. 30 because you got a lot of hair and i'm like bitch you ain't getting no tip they were always be in spanish they would always be like you have too much hair you have too much hair this is too much yeah always like a bother i'm like this is your job yeah and i've seen you do other hair my hair is really not that complicated you need to relax they were always trying to get me to permit always trying to get me to relax it yeah i've done it a couple times and it was it never worked i definitely when i was going to there was a place i was going to on 103 and they was perming my hair all the time. And because it's a quick thing. It's like they got so many women coming in here. They trying to get people out. They not really trying to give a dedicated time to your hair. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like whatever the quickest process. And I think that's like in entertainment, that's the same, like especially with uh, ethnic hair, right? Because you get allotted so much time in hair and makeup. And they almost never consider that somebody has curly texture hair and you're trying to get that hair straight or whatever that there's an extra step Mm -hmm. that has to be taken so um like i'm always in the chair at least 20 minutes or 30 minutes longer than like white girls that could be on set i've always come prepared i always prepared meaning my hair straight yeah i don't because deal with that if you book me (laughs) unless you put it in my like we have my hair is such a thing now you know my hair for like i grew up relatively conservatively in maryland and so we used to keep our hair you know i went to a parochial school we were uniforms you weren't allowed to really step out of the comfort zone so i always like 
on Sundays is where we would jazz. Like we go to church, you know, we put the little color spray and the glitter and then I have to wash it out before I go to school on Monday. You know, we get our little crimps, you know, we used to do the little beehives and <laughs> you had to do things that were like, you know, you could take down quick, you know, like a quick, quick change. But we just kept our hair like, you know, every, you know I would wake up in the morning, I brush my hair, I put it back in a bun. Like having long hair like when i was a kid like my hair was like a little bit above my waist because mm-hmm. my grandmother just was like we're gonna keep because it's easy to braid it when it's long put it up you don't do anything to it and then when i was i was uh 15 and a half and i was going at the time i wasn't um set to live in los angeles i wound up having to stay there because i got accepted to a performance arts high school but i was just excited to go visit my mother in california who was like who had went there like a year prior to me to set up shop mm-hmm. and um i remember i went to the hair cuttery and they had a coupon at the hair cuttery to get a haircut and you know you really can't be going into the hair cuttery if you a person of color because they just cut white hair white hair is easy you put a bowl over it you cut around it you know, maybe now they're doing a couple of sheer techniques, mm-hmm. but it's just really simple. Like, you know, with ethnic hair, especially when it's curly, you got to straighten that sucker first so that you can get it cut right, the lengths are right, you know, the whole thing. So they had this black lady there, and she talked me into getting a cut because I was just going in there just get like a little trim or something. Like that. She was like, I got, I'll take care of you, blah, blah, blah. She gave and me the Halle Berry. you trust her because you're like, okay. Yeah. This no. whole room of white women. I was women, with her. Only black. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was with her. The tr- There was no, like, when she said, let me take care, I was with her. Yeah. I was like, yeah. She was gassing me up. Like, oh, get your hair cut, trim this, do that, get this together, blah, blah, blah. And I just remember <laughs> there was another lady there that was, like, maybe a manager or something. And she was like, you're, you look very young. Does your parent or anybody, are you here with somebody that can vouch that you're going to get your hair cut off like this. Mm-hmm. And so I ran and got my grandmother who doesn't pay attention when shopping is involved. So I was like, grandma, just let them know, you know, I can get a little trim. So she was like, yeah, you know, you cut her hair, blah, blah. She went back to shop and that lady cut all. I mean, I, I'm not good at like numbers and, and, and inches. Okay. So, <laughs> so you I said don't it know. was a little bit above your waist. At that time, that was, no, that was when I was young. Like I was able to get it shoulder length, but um, salt and pepper was hot. You know, so my uncle who cut hair, my grandfather cut hair, I would go to my uncle's house and be like his little apprentice and cut some, you know, I know how to line guys hair because he taught me how to use razors, you know, and uh, clippers and everything. And he cut the salt and pepper bang. So I had like the asymmetrical to my ear. And I remember that being a big deal because my grandparents were upset that I had that much hair cut off the sides. They were like, yo, you have to grow this back out. So now imagine all this hair and my grandmother comes up and they at the time the woman cut my hair so short she had put this like mousse in it gelled it down and had wrapped it so she had a little bandage that was around my head you know like like you just got out of hospital for like head trauma when they they put that little that bandage (laughs) on when they setting it and so my grandmother comes in and she's like oh who all this hair and i'm sitting next to this white lady that got red hair and all you see is black hair on the floor and my grandma like who who all hair who hair is all (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I was like, grandma, I got my hair cut. 
And my grandmother was pissed. She was pissed. I mean, it was short because I got the Halle Berry like where you where you take it out of the wrap and you oh go to comb God. it. It does a little spike thing and a little layer joint. Oh my and I, God! And it was shaved in the back. No. And I, all I knew was I didn't think no further than the fact that I was spending the summer in California. I didn't think about whether I would have to come back to Maryland and face the music with my grandparents <laughs> having their short hair and my grandfather sitting me out like the cat on the Flintstones. So I just remember what my grandma was like, you have to tell your, you want to have to tell your grandfather. I'm like, he's going to see it. She was like, no, you have to let him see it because I, this, he's going to flip. It's going to be a problem. So I walk in <laughs> and my grandfather's just, you know, he's laying on his bed, reading his new paper, got the news playing in the background. That was his thing or like wrestling or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just like, pop, you know, I got my hair cut and he not paying. He's like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, no, grandma said, you really got to look at my head. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine you like twiddling your thumbs, yeah. looking down at the floor like, like, no, Grandpa, seriously. Cutting the lights <laughs> off. He had his little light on. His, I was cutting the lights off, trying to dim the TVs. It was crazy. And I remember he just looked at me and he was like, get out. He looked at my hair. He was like, get out. No. And he didn't talk to me for like a week leading up to when I left. Damn. Yeah, he just talked to me. It was a big deal. And then I and then I went to L.A. and I felt like, oh, I was, I'm like the hottest thing because I'm thinking like, you know, Holly Berry is where it's at with the short hair and blah, they skip. And then I realized I just got hit on by a bunch of old women <laughs> <laughs> my entire summer in L.A. Because I'm out here with it. They like, oh, OK, this is this is your calling card. <laughs> like, there, was, there was no like Eddie Murphy. There was no like Denzel Washington. It was just like Bertha, her Newport, so her Damn. parliament lights <laughs> and a Bud Light. <laughs> Thinking, because now I got a, a mature haircut, even though I'm young. They think I'm like 20-something years old. Yeah. Out here just trying to get it. No. Yeah, I could have got What chose. did your mom say? My mother thought it was cute. But also, my mother, you know, like, my mother's kind of funky free. Yeah, so whatever. My mother was clever. into all kinds of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so that was my, that was the beginning of my hair journey. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Well, that's the beginning of probably many stories. My first question for you is, have you always loved your hair? Because I know depending on everyone's journey, some people grow to love it. Mm -hmm. And then some people have always loved it. Um, I didn't start hating my hair until last year, like a year and a half, because I went got faux locks. What's that? Um, Oh, faux locks. Yeah, I got faux locks. And... Um, I'm not even going to say who did it because I don't blame the person who did it because I, I just think that it's it's really tight around your like edges. She crocheted, braided down my hair and crocheted in most of the locks and then in the front where you just can't, it doesn't look good. And it pulled like my edges out because it was way too tight. And so I have like spots on my around my edges. So I hate my edges. My mm-hmm. edges are just now kind of coming back. We've been working with it. My current hairstylist, Troy Styles, has been working with getting my edges back. He actually got my length because when I came to him, I, I, my hair was uh, like a little bit above my ear. I just mm-hmm. kept it short because I always wore wigs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never not loved my hair. I think growing up because. You know, my, my mother and my grandmother, like, every morning they would make me get up before school. I had to get my hair done every day, mm-hmm. fresh, twisted, parted, plait, oiled. You know, they used to put this little solution together with water and Vaseline and, like, 
uh, other essential oils. This is before that became really popular. I get my hair sprayed up. My hair is clean every day, styled every day. I had to wake up like almost two hours before I had to go to school to get my hair Jesus. done. So it was a chore. That's why I've never been like, and I've always had hair, so I've never, um, I'm never concerned about what my hair is doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I think that's why I experiment so much with hair because I've had, I've had my own hair. Yeah. My hair is, uh, or the styles I wear, cause I should say I'm not my hair, but the style, the hairstyles that I will wear are an extension of my style and personality versus I think when men look at hair, uh, on women or they make an assessment of their woman's hair it's just like I want her to have this hair because it's it shows like vitality and you know there's all kinds of like little things about like skin tone and you know the cleanliness of your skin the suppleness of your skin your hair how it glows these things that men attribute to a viable woman that mm-hmm. can bring forth viable children you know is oftentimes the things why women do certain things yeah and i just was like i'm just gonna shroud that there's a lot of uh, vitality in me that has nothing to do with my hair so mm, that's true and i like to dye the hair i like to do a lot of colors uh, so i when i how i first got into wigs is my high school graduation i had i used to wear these plaits mm-hmm. i went to a performing arts high school so we were just really just everybody was just weird and eccentric and just whatever everybody was doing everybody was trying to do something different yeah and, you know had their own style everybody was an individual it's like a mini fame yeah like it was a <laughs> it really was a mini fame we were dancing running around the halls doing all kinds of stuff i had plaited my hair up for graduation and my grandmother could not stand these plaits she was just like i don't know and you know they used to call me coolio my senior year because i would wear my i'd be rocking my plaits and my like my blue lipstick or my black lipstick you know like and i'd be having my little space kind of like futuristic outfits like I would have something on it look like the Jetsons and then sometimes I would take my um my twist and I would put it up in the middle and they would call me pebbles that's funny you know so I was definitely like the style like everybody knew I was all about style like Yam's gonna come in every day just slamming on niggas and I did I you came still in, do I slam I know you're in the place because you're the only one that sticks out because everybody in comedy is in black I'm always in black <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're the only one in color if yeah, it's your hair I love or your color. Clothes, you always I love have color it. on. But I think also because, like, I, you know, I had uniforms that I had to wear. I was always hitting the next mark. Like, we were allowed to wear one set of earrings, and I remember getting two, three piercings, you know, and then wearing band aids to school <laughs> over the. Like, I was always doing my little style thing. Like, we would have on our kilts, and then I would have something like I have some cool shorts underneath my kilt. Yeah. And I would just pop my kilt up on the side during like lunch and recess, or like <laughs> I had my own little style. I wasn't looking like everybody else, so I was constantly doing something. My grandmother didn't like the twist, so she was like, she came wig ready. That's the thing about my grandmother and my mother that I always found so interesting is their hair grows like weeds, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I people dying to get their hair, especially as they get older, just growing, growing. And my mother and my grandmother were notorious for going in the kitchen and being like, oh, I'm just going to cut this off and rock and ball, like short what? shape. My, grandmother, my mother just sent me a picture. And I'm like, Ma, you just let your hair grow. And she's like, nah, I, was, I get tired. I don't want to deal with it. So that was always our thing. Like, we don't want to deal with the hair. Don't yeah. want to, like, especially once I got out of the fate. Like, when I started becoming a teenager, it was like, oh, you're going to do your own thing. 
figure out your own hair. I would rock pineapples and stuff like that. You know, stuff that was like up and short and off the ear, off the shoulder. It'd be high. You don't want to have that kind of stuff. So I was always rocking something that was just like about keeping the hair away. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom, my grandmother had like a couple wigs on her because she came to my graduation. You know, she was ready to shine. <laughs> and so she was like, you're going to put this wig on. You're not getting on the plane with me because I was going back with my grandparents for the wow. summer. Wow. She was that embarrassed She with your was hair. like, not these. <laughs> no. And so I just, I have to, I wish I had to, I have to find it and show it to you one day. It's the funniest picture. I'm wearing my class of 97 shirt and these glasses and this like mushroom wig. <laughs> like I look like a Chinese lady adopted me and told me never to forget my roots. It was the Nut, most nutso thing and my grandmother was just like let's, let's do wigs let's do wigs because by that time my grandmother was really involved in the church she mm-hmm. was on her way to becoming a pastor my grandparents had started their own church so it was like we don't have time to be sitting here doing our hair so we just keep it braided down and you know you throw something on it was quick it was easy and I think that that's some of the conversation I think that's also missing with when we talk about black hair because it's like people always saying like black women don't have no hair that's not true that's not true you know, at all. That's not true. A lot of times, pe- like when I became natural, right? So I cut, I wound up working for Carol's daughter. Oh, nice. Yeah. I wound up working in a customer service. I, I got a temp job. I worked in a customer service. I ran up through the ranks until I was uh, a manager of customer service. They hooking up with the products? They, yeah, we got Carol's daughter stuff in there now. Damn. I'm like, since the company has been sold, I don't know how much Lisa Price Really, I I kept going in support of her, but mm-hmm. you know, I think she sold the majority share of the company to like uh, L'Oreal or Revlon or some, you know, like some big. I remember that it was a big, big thing. Yeah, and it's like, and no shade to them, but like you know, when we talk about like black hair, I, like I just want to keep it with black people that know my hair. Yeah. I don't want people playing around with it and trying to lessen the product or cheapen the product. And I felt like. When they started doing that, I think it was something that Steve, is his name Steve Stout, started with this whole like multicultural layering to products um, at Carol's Daughter and other things where I see people try to multiculturally layer uh, one product to hair is a big problem. Are they the one that started advertising with white girls with curly hair? And it was like Carol's daughter, but it was like only white women. Yeah, and they because had their they were trying to get hair. their fan. But I it, remember that. And and um, they were doing this multicultural hair product that it could, you know, we got something for every span of hair. No but way. Also, when you try to get for every span of hair, people just don't think it's enough that it can just be black people using your product. It has to. It I has cannot to be use herbal essence, even though I did when I was, a, you know, a teenager because I went to an all white school and I was out here damaging my hair with herbal essence. Mm-hmm. Herbal essence is, is not going to, anything in this. If black women going, or women of color in general, you're going to get a two dollar and ninety nine cent product of shampoo or conditioner your hair will your be two dollars and yeah, 99 cents like yeah, yeah it's gonna look all that aquanet and all that less jam spray and all this other nonsense um i believe that because i was talking i so i got my hair curly cut yesterday and the girl who does my who does it i was talking to her about different products that mm-hmm. i've been talking to other people about as i've been doing this and I had mentioned um, Rizos Curls, which is started by this, I don't know what kind of Spanish, which is a Spanish chick. Mm-hmm. She's got like 3A curls, which is like poofy like right. mine, but they're a little bit bigger. And she was like, I find that product to be good for only that hair texture. 
And I was like, that's fine. And yeah. that that that's really how it has to be because once you reach a certain curl, your hair is much drier than someone who has loose curls. Right. And then the tighter your curls get, the more likely your hair is drier. Right. So you need more oils than someone who has thin hair. Sure. White people wash their hair every day. They can get away. Some people can get away with that. I cannot wash my hair every day. I wash I'm my hair no, once a week. No. It's like, and it's. I think the, the the conversation around that multicultural, multicultural product was like, well, why can't we embrace white women, right? Why can't we bring them in? And it's like, because there's enough shit that they have. There's, it's hard to find products for hair of color. Mm-hmm. You know, when we start talking about the texture and the grade from a 1B uh, to, you know, 1C or 4C or whatever, like they're not even speaking in that kind of lingo, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and I do understand that there are some white women who have a curl pattern that, you know, they can't use to have the shit that is geared towards them either. But it's about you matching, you meeting that product where it is for the people that need it and not that product being watered down for you. We used to use pink, uh, uh, oh my God, pink, pink oil, lotion. pink lotion. Yeah. That mess. Oh my and God. And we had it the nerve worked. to curl a hair with it. It I was know. like, and it would stink and sizzle. And so I was just, by that time I was doing a lot of damage to my hair. I was wearing, um, braid my hair down. I was going through college, not really paying attention to my hair, putting wigs on Sunday, you know, just cause it's a quick fix. And then I got cast in funny girls on oxygen mm-hmm. and I got cast along, uh, Khalees Hawkins, mm-hmm. who is also black. We are as different black as black can be like, we don't look anything alike. And that's you know? the beauty of yes, being black. Nothing alike, but they were like, I was rocking like a fro, braiding my hair down. And so when I would wash my hair, I let it dry naturally. I braid it down, put on a wig, you know, and then I would wear my unravel the braids and like wear it however it came until like I had a show. So people never got to see my natural hair. I would always wear a wig to a show or whatever. And, you know, once I cut that hair and that product out, I was like, the thing that they don't tell you about because a lot of people of color, I mean, even white people not in their element. They done came from somewhere else to come here. Mm-hmm. But they've made this environment work for them because they've had so much power for so long to have shit at access for them. Mm-hmm. But the rest of us, we trying to battle the sun, this burn, you know, getting our hair a certain way. We trying to battle all these things that are not natural to the climate in which we need. So it fucks up hair. Mm-hmm. Um, nutrient also fucks up hair. So when you see these little black girls running around, they ain't got that much hair, and they but they eating Funyuns every day, uh, quarter waters or like you know it's like yeah their nutrients is not even adding to whatever growth so then it's not even a thought like it's not even taught that they it all equals each other right also the way we categorize um hair it 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 starts to get into the psyche of certain things you know like i had a a a girlfriend of mine uh she's from sweden white girl blonde Mm -hmm. and she was dating this brother black dude and for a long time, him and I just didn't get along. I couldn't stand him. He couldn't stand me. And then what we bonded over a game of uh, Mario Karts. We literally okay. played Mario Karts for like 10 hours. It's straight. a great game. It's an amazing game. And I'm glad that he had it at her house. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we bonded over that. And he was just like, he was like, you know, one of the reasons why I don't date black women. And I was like, oh, I never even, because I wasn't attracted to him. And I just I just wanted to make sure he was faithful to my friend, yeah. you know, if anything. He was like, one of the reasons why I don't date black women because y'all hair can't grow. And what? at the time, I had, like, so I would wear my wigs on shows, but I would wear my natural hair out. Yeah. 
And so he was like, well, except, you know, you, you, you got hair. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I said, and women in my family have hair and friends that I know have hair. And most women have hair. Uh, yeah. Most women have <laughs> like people got hair or they on a commercial talking about they thinking Dr. Sismo or somebody for putting some hair <laughs> in their damn scalp. So, you know, it, but it's the, it's the, the narrative around just hair and women and beauty and how your hair can make you beautiful or not make you beautiful. Um, because we've been conditioned to think that. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of times I'm like, I don't necessarily like, I don't like to keep the same, uh, uh, style because I don't ever want my beauty to be dependent upon this, like one thing. Yeah. yeah. Like this one, you know, I had a friend growing up and her hair was super duper. Like it was, uh, long down to her, the top of her feet. This wow. white girl. Every day she only could wear a ponytail cause you can't style it when it's long like that. Not like you're going to put curls and it's going to hold. She was sitting on the hair all the time. We were stepping all over the hair. And we were just like, why don't you cut the hair? And she's like, but this is my crown. This is, because we were in a parochial school. So it was all about my crown and my beauty and my glory. It's like, <laughs> girl, like cut that damn that. hair. Yes, you're more than that hair that's getting on everybody's nerve and keep having tire tracks on it because the bus keep driving over it oh all the time. Oh, my God. You know, people stepping on it and you picking up debris and dirt and bringing that bacteria into your bed. Girls are taught that. Like, yeah. when I wind up doing funny girls, I was like, I'm just going to rock my fro because I just want to rock. But Khalees also has a fro. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, you know, we just really want to figure out how we can. We don't want people to get confused on who's who. I was like. They're not going to get confused. I, I'm five, four and a half. Okay. <laughs> Khalees is at least five, eight at the very. She's way taller. Than, I mean, her and I, we look like some type of dish ran away with the spoon scenario. <laughs> You know, like, we're not the same complexion at all. Our froze were not even the same, you know, because she always has, like, sort of a blonde kind of honey brown kind of thing going on with her fro. Yeah. And mine was jet black. I was dying at the time because I had, was having grays coming in crazy. <laughs> I was fortunate enough through that experience. It definitely wasn't a Gabrielle Union, NBC, <laughs> too black for TV hair yeah. moment. So I'm not, I'm not saying that. Everybody needs to have their own individual styles. And I think that they just thought two Afros rocking at the same time on the black girls was going to be a problem for people to figure out who was who and what and what. One of the producers says, oh, I, she was wearing wigs at the time. She, um, she was passed, but she had cancer. And so she was getting her uh, wigs done. But she was getting her wigs done by um, Kim Burrell, who was doing Beyonce's who does Beyonce's hair. That's a lot of money. This white lady getting hurt. I'm like, you got, <laughs> what's going on here? She's like, no, 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 I'm having, so she had, I went into the salon and they put a, installed a weave. That was the first time that I had a weave. Wow. I never had a weave before. So I didn't know. I wasn't like a white girl, like what's going on? How, how do, is this going to happen? Do you have to, <laughs> do you have to sew into my skull? Do you like, do I have to take my head off? You know, it's like, and it was like, girl, relax, sit down, be quiet. What kind of hair you want here? You want this? We got this. We got that. Then I was just like, oh, this is easy because I can wake up every day. The hair's already styled. Yep. All I got to do is go in and like the salon and they can just do my hair, wash it, put me in the dryer. Like not all this whip and whap because it takes a long time to do natural hair. Mm -hmm. Like it takes a long time. Like 
my hair is uh, very thick and it holds water. So, like, I can't just run a blow dryer through my hair, you understand, like, and be done in, like, 10 minutes. Like, I got to section my hair off, mm -hmm. hold one side. I got to brush the water out. I got to oil my scalp so it doesn't get dry and mm -hmm. pull more of the water and the moisture out. And I got to section my hair in fours, and I got to take one of those sections and then section that in, like, two or threes to get like this and then to keep that, you know, it's like... It's a lot. It's a lot of work to try to do that. And, and when you go natural, it's a lot of work. They don't I tell think, you. No, because they have these <laughs> girls who come on and they're like, oh, I'm natural. And it's like, these girls is 100% black and got these thick wool hair. They cannot, that hair can grow and it can be long, but it may not be as malleable as just a wake up and go. Yo, it's going to sure. have to be shaped. It's going to have to be dried. Mm -hmm. It's going to have to be like, some people just don't have wake up and hair go hair. And I think that's the narrative also like, Oh, I just wake up. and shake. I don't even know if I want to wake up and just be shaking my hair like that. I don't, I don't know anyone outside of straight haired people who can just wake up and go. I can't, even if I put my hair back in a bun, right? I can't wake up and go. Like, I still got to redo that bun. I still got to lay down my hair. I still yes. got to make sure my baby hairs are intact. Get, get them edges. Yeah, like, I can't just, it's part of my routine. Can also. I just say this? Yes. This white lady asked me what edges was the other day. <laughs> and I was just like, she's like, I don't know. I keep hearing about edges. I said, well, do you know what edges are? Do you know what an edge is? Do you know anything about, like, forget about how you think I'm using it in a sentence and what I'm talking about. Do you know what edge means? Then let's work from there. It's like common sense <laughs> shit that really gets on my nerves. It's like when it becomes all this shroud of, like, a hair and people of color and versus white hair, it's always that white hair is the norm and everything else is like an anomaly and like, oh, this how did this all come together? Mm -hmm. Which is why there's such fascination around the hair, which there shouldn't be because my hair is normal to me. Whatever this stringy shit is over here is not normal to me. Exactly. So to me, I'm like, so wait a minute, you not wa you not greasing this scalp? You washing this every day? It's <laughs> like if I can't get under it's nothing like feeling that water hit your scalp, to getting out the shower or whatever from underneath the, the, the salon sink mm -hmm. and having somebody run their fingers through your hair with oils and brushing it and just giving it the nutrients and the love that it needs. And that's what I'm getting now with my hair, um, you know, because once I got into the weaves, I was weaving it up, weaving it up. I don't 100% recommend full weaves. I think full weaves can be a problem. I used to get full weaves. Well, yeah, because I would get a closure. All the hair has to be tied back. Now, if I get a weave, I'm like, there has to be leave out. Bringing it back to the show, uh, just a second, mm -hmm. and them saying we don't want the audience to, to confuse the two of you, I'm not surprised because I used to work in a tech store, mm -hmm. and I met one of my best friends there. And we're the same in terms of personality. We right. joke a lot about being twins, but we are complete opposite. She's five foot eight, nine. Right. She has blue hair yes. and it's curly. She's Asian and Puerto Rican. Okay. We do not look alike. I'm super pale. Like there's no, and she looks like, she looks Filipino almost. Okay. But people would call us. We, we worked in a predominantly white store. Right. And they would confuse us all the time. And it's like, I get it. We're both loud Spanish Puerto Rican women, but we do not look alike. 
And we do not have the same name. Her name's Ashley. My name's Tiana. Right. There's like no way. Well, it's just, it's a, a matter of, uh, that speaks more to how much uh, white people can disregard and don't have to pay attention to us because their world is not affected by us mm-hmm. unless we make an uh, their uh, an effect for them. Yeah. And we don't have the same luxury because our, we have to interact and our world is based upon rules that they've set. I mean, I just did a set, um, at the anniversary show for, um, the knitting factory with Sydney Marie and, and Amina. Mm-hmm. And I closed the show out. I had on a Scotch guard pattern dress mm-hmm. with a Scotch guard pattern tights and I have my hair like I have it now. And a guy came up to Dulce Sloan mm-hmm. and was like, great set. And she was like, what? What? And we Dulce and I don't look, we both big girls. But other than that, I know I'm taller than Dulce. But come on, she got a little poop poop. Like, had, fro going like, on. She had to give him a little bit of credit, but not much. She had braids in her hair. But it was like. You have color in your hair. I know, I know. It just, but again, listening and not seeing, quickly observing and not really registering. That's, again, like why I think it's so important that, you know, women of color continue to have their own conversation about what's important for their hair. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe in, in, in exclusivity, like including everyone in that journey because we have had our own problems and we have had our own situations with our hair that white women just haven't had. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, and if there is a population of white women that have had it is a, it is maybe 20 or 30% of the white female population. And they don't speak up. Right. And then like I'm on the road, right. I can't be in Minnesota and be like, let me go get some hair products from the local, you know, CVS or Dwayne Reed or Rite Aid. It's You'll be like, lucky to find no, you, yeah, <laughs> it's like you're going to have to use our blessings, <laughs> you know, whatever they have there. So, you know, I travel with my own, uh, my own products. I keep the style the way that I like it, mm-hmm. you know, and I try to switch it up because I get bored very easily with the hairstyle. And again, like I said, I think I, and I'm fortunate enough that I have a face for different hairstyles. Cause some people just don't look good in That's certain true. things and colors <laughs> and stuff like that. And so I'm just really blessed that I'm, I, I'm able to like rock rainbow one day, fire engine red. I've done blue, I've done green. Um, I've done yellow and red, you know, I've done green and blue. I've done like all kinds of things. That's fun. I've done short weave, uh, you know, long weaves. I've done faux locks. I've done braids. I've done my own twist outs. I've added pieces to my hair. Yeah, I'm doing it all. That's the beauty. That's what this is for. This this is to talk about it, bring light to it, maybe teach somebody something that mm-hmm. they don't know that they could do with their hair. Just because the the point we have to understand as curly haired women that we are blessed with the versatility of curly hair. Oh yeah, we could do whatever we want. We could braid it. We could put it up. We could put a wig on. We could add pieces, take away pieces. It's never going to be the same. It's not. And that's that was hard for me to accept growing up because my mother and my grandmother were very supportive of my hair. They don't have the same texture. So they were always like, people pay thousands of dollars to get yeah. your hair. And I was always in and out of different schools. So I was in a 
one day I was in an urban school. The next day I was in an all white school. Then I was in an all girl school. Then I was in a private school. Like I went to some, we moved around a lot Mm -hmm. and I started to just adapt this idea that I look better with straight hair. I look prettier. People respond to me better when I have straight hair. So I'm going to do this. And I would go natural a little bit, but I would go crazy because I didn't know what products to use. And my mother would put my hair in braids or put my hair up in sections but she didn't know better as to what to buy me because right. there really wasn't that much out there. To there wasn't any with. knowledge to it. Like now with social media, I think social media has really helped. Cause like you can go on pages and you mm-hmm. can read and all kinds of stuff with my hairstylist. Now he knows like, I cannot stand stringy straight hair. Mm-hmm. I just, it don't even look right. I'm like, you know, this don't even look like the shit that would grow out of my head. So I, I go away from that. I'm always getting him to get me textured styles, mm-hmm. textured hair. I love, uh, uh, kinky styles. I love textured hair. My biggest problem for me because of the time is like the thing that people also don't talk about is shrinkage is really real, especially for, for real. black women because the <laughs> hair, like, you know, you be like, <laughs> you know, people used to be surprised was like, you know, we go swimming and stuff like that. You know, I went to all white school. So they'd be like, where's your hair? Oh like, God. where's your hair go? Meanwhile, cause they just saw my hair was like down my back. And then now the hair is poofed up. Like, what? you know, <laughs> 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 and you got a brush. It's like a magic trick trying to brush this, you know, you brush this hair on the length. But I think for me, like, I never like to have my hair at when it's that shrink point when it's wet. Because I always think I look like the wife from uh, the Jeffersons. I look like uh, 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 Wheezy <laughs> from the Jeffersons, like, or Esther Roll. Because, like, you do look like, I don't care what, who you are as a black woman, Yo. every black woman with shrinkage. Looks like they used to make cornbread for a living. I'm telling you, it's just, it just is what it is. I'm not saying that it's in that disparaging way. I'm just saying you get, you get a little tone to you. You look like you just like you about to be. I, every time I had my hair with shrink, I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, there go my grandmother. Like you, you just get to see it all. Like this is where this is where we going with it. So I do like to, you know, I'll, I'll brush my hair out. Yeah. Um, or at least give it some, um, stretch it out because I think like when it's like super tight, it doesn't even show the full, uh, uh, glory of my hair. Mm-hmm. I haven't worn my hair out in I think five months. Um, your natural hair my natural hair i haven't mm-hmm. wore out in five months and i just started dating someone so i was like i don't really want to have my hair out in front of them because it's a process <laughs> you know what i mean like you can't just be seeing me okay whatever kind of way it's a layered you, process. yeah it's like, like you got once wrapped yes once at a time you know i just and i'm not good now i'm good with like styling my weaves but i'm i'm so impatient i'm the type of person like because my hair like does its own thing i just i would get upset i'd be the person that's like crying in the mirror like yeah. i can't get my hair right i don't like this throwing throw brushes a tantrum it's tough it's it's tough out here for and then and like who has it easier is like the guys definitely have it easy because they can like they can shake and go or they can like you know do whatever they want and uh with their hair and it gives it gives definition to whatever their face is doing but for girls you just like oh man i i wish i wish i could just do whatever i wanted all these things add to like complexes and now i'm seeing like girls on social media who are like like nine or ten and they're doing their own hair and i'm like does this little girl not even have a babysitter like i'm like why is she behind the camera yes (laughs) why is this little 
little girl. I can, at this age that I'm at now, could not successfully part my hair straight. Same. I, I it'd be all kinds of zigzag off skew up down right lefts <laughs> it'd be just like like a little little rubik's cube going on in my hair but this little girl had it and they doing makeup and stuff like i'm scared for these young girls because like i'm scared if i have a daughter because mm-hmm. i'm gonna be like girl you not your mama old <laughs> you not gonna be wearing no makeup at 10 11 like my mother's rule about, is 18 yeah i still think it's the same like don't mess up your face i wasn't allowed to wear makeup until i was 18 and then they tried to push the shit to 21 and i was like oh Whoa. wait 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 legally know, right and my girlfriend was like well we paying your rent and i was like oh okay all right fine you know i think girls should be girls until they become women and then you can enjoy um being a woman and understand that you've earned the right to be here because you went through the process of enjoying being a girl and keeping your hair nice as you can without all the whips and the wafts and i I don't like seeing little girls in weaves and wigs or relaxers or perms like that that really that's the one thing that hits home for me because one of my best friends growing up i only knew her in a relaxed state Mm -hmm. with her hair and she used to show me pictures of her as a baby and her hair was like beautiful big afro and she's like my hair doesn't do that anymore because i've been processing it for years but my mother started doing it when i was like eight or nine and in my mind even then we were only like 17 when we were having this conversation but in my mind i was like that's kind of young to be putting those oh, harsh no, they came chemicals. out with just for me the perm for little black girls yeah. and and i mean we had just for me boxes everywhere and it was just like yeah it's just for you because all them chemicals is just for your scalp mm-hmm. to mess up your hair i think people concern themselves with how they're going to interact with you based upon your hair for sure. and i always love it because i, I don't like the term ratchet or ghetto but if the if I have to say something to get into the listener's mind of what kind of hairstyle I'm talking about, I definitely rock ratchet and ghetto hair <laughs> from time to time. And I love it. It's and, beautiful. And I love coming in with my colors and doing my things because, you know, I've been approached by people who like who don't want to give me any respect to treat me like whatever because they like oh she's just some dumb bitch blah, mm-hmm. blah 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 and then i put my mouth and it just like whoa shocked yep. right but i like having no matter what the color mm-hmm. or texture or whatever i i enjoy having statement hair because for a long time people used to be like you're just seeking attention and it's like no i actually enjoy the reaction because it's so up and down that mm-hmm. you kind of like, you have great stories to tell. I've had people tell me crazy things and I've had yeah. people tell me nice things and all in between. And I, I, I don't think anyone with boring hair could say the same. They could no. And, like, and what's wrong with attention? It depends on how you want the attention. Some people want attention because they're missing something and they need something Mm -hmm. they need attention they need to seek this and that and then it's different when it's like yeah um i paid a lot for my hair (laughs) i'm a rock i definitely (laughs) want y'all to look at it and be like yo that's fly yeah like the type of attention that i want with the hair like i like when people come up and like oh my god your hair is beautiful i love that like that's so dope i didn't think about that Blah, blah 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 you know things like that at the end of the day every style is 
gets old mm-hmm. right and that's i shed hairstyles you know i had uh i was rocking rainbow um most of last year we did different versions of rainbow last year the most craziest of rainbows where people were like oh that's tanashi 69 oh my god to, I like people would call me that, that all the time. yeah but people would call me on the street and i'd be like yeah i'm out i'm out of prison but i've i've rocked every style and every style eventually gets boring yeah you know so it's like you gotta enjoy the hair that you have enjoy the styles that you do and just know you're not defined um by your hair i know i cause a lot of problems when it comes to taping sometimes because you know they got to make sure my hair like if i'm like when i would do a lot of talking hair work and i'd be behind a green screen it would be like please can you tell her not to have her hair blue or green <laughs> you know <laughs> I remember, it, it would disappear my i'd be like a floating head and then i remember one time i didn't i forgot and i had um i had blue blue hair in and they had to put a wig on that they had to go get me a wig to put i had to so i had a wig i can't tell you how many times i've been in a weave on top of a wig on top of a weave like it's a lot it's a lot you're not hot under all that oh yeah when i did i did um the last round of roast battle for comedy central and uh i was battling jamar neighbors yeah and I knew Jamar was going to go out of his way to do some type of costume shit because he's part of the wave on the show. So they're always doing some theatrical piece. And I'm like, you're not going to out theater me, nigga. I study theater. You're not going to out. I am classically trained in the theater. You will not out theater me. So I decided that I was going to be Beyonce from Coachella. And we was calling her Fat Beyonce. And... My stylist at the time, um, David, he works in television. So does um, uh, hairstylist Amber. When I was on um, Oxygen, uh, she put kept my weave together. And then I went to David, who I, I met David doing my hair when I was on Meredith Vieira. The, the biggest problem with the Meredith Vieira show, which I can kind of understand where Gabrielle Union's coming from, is that while I had a great experience, it was like I definitely had to tone my hair down because it was daytime television. Yep. So there was no, I wasn't allowed to have color. I had to have a more traditional conservative look. They were on top of my wigs. They bought my wigs. Wow. You know, so they had to be like, it, you know, it couldn't go getting too funky. I, I, I never encountered the whether it was too ethnic or not. It was more about like these color. We have to keep it daytime television. You know, we have a certain demographic of women who are conservative or whatever blah blah but I met David there and Davis was started doing my hair because he really understood like um what hair was all about I went off and personally started seeing David and David took care of my hair and I'll say this um the hairstylists at the Fallon show are amazing as well nice because when I would go in there, they always, like, they knew about my edges and, like, and they was white girls in there, like, girl, let me lay your edges down. Let me lay this. Let me, I always, I try to refrain from using people's names unless I've talked to them about, because people don't want people in their business like that. Yeah. But um, if you ever go to Fallon and you see a white lady doing hair, um, she going to do your hair right. So <laughs> I had I had a really great experience uh, working with David and David doing my hair. And then um, I, I met my current stylist 
um, when I was, uh, I taped an episode, not episode, but we were bartenders, Kalisa and I promoting the show. Funny girls were promoting funny girls Yeah. on, um, watch what happens live. Roy Styles had laid it and his salon is just, I can walk to the salon from my crib. Um, you know, I'm a Harlem girl. He's a Harlem guy for now up here doing his thing. He does hair for some of the ladies on black ink, loving hip hop, Hip hop kids of Hollywood, married to medicine, how's what? Like, yeah, like, yeah. So he's doing like, so when I come, I'm definitely a Z list client. (laughs) I'm definitely like, uh, David had he styled my hair to the hair that I wore in my Comedy Central half hour. Mm -hmm. David did, um, the hair. Yeah, it was not. It was slamming. Yeah, and he had and he framed it. You know, was sort of my my sort of like coming out look. You know, we wasn't gonna go too crazy, but we gonna let you know I got a lot of style, a little jazz. Mm -hmm. Um, and he matched that to match the outfit because I had a muted uh, jumpsuit, black jumpsuit with um, a leopard print jacket. So he was like, this hair is just going to really pull it out. So shout out to him. He he did the hair for that, and then David did my hair and styled my hair for my netflix oh nice and then troy's done my hair for when i did hip-hop squares that was troy um good hair i remember that yeah he like that style was banging um for this week at the cellar troy's been doing my hair so all those styles were troy's yeah so we just been like my relationship to my hair and my hairstylist is like almost like a friendship Mm -hmm. you know because i see them a lot normally whatever hairstylist i'm with i'm normally their client that they can be like oh i was thinking about so and so and so and i'm like okay yeah do it yeah Yeah. because i know like if i don't like it we just gonna take it out and we do something else the only thing i don't like is bangs Really? I can't well, stand I bangs. You have the forehead for bangs. I don't have the forehead you for need bangs. A big ass forehead for bangs. You have but I have my my yeah, my forehead is my head is huge, but my forehead ain't trying to see no bangage. <laughs> I th- I'm really glad to have you on because you embrace your hair. You do whatever you want with your hair. Yeah, whatever. And that's that's inspiring for people who are too scared or maybe just don't know what to do or maybe feel like I only look pretty this way. That's like a, this is like a push to be like, you know what? Let me try this. Let me try curls. Let me try dreads. Let me try blonde. Let me try rainbow. Like whatever it is. Hair is important to people because listen, some people don't have hair. Some people can grow hair and I'm confidentiality. I guess. I don't know. I just remember when I was working at Carol's daughter, I had a long conversation. We get calls from women and it wouldn't just be about like, it'd be like a whole therapy session. Cause you know, women hair is very important to women and so it's, it's styles us. and what they need. And we'd have to explain products and stuff like that. But I was speaking to a lady and you know, she was just really upset because her husband had never seen her without her hair. And for whatever reason, she couldn't have hair and she was going through something medically and she was looking for something that could fill out her hair, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I just remember talking to this lady and she seemed like a very sweet, nice lady. And she'd been with her husband for like 30 something years. And I was like, girl, at this point, he needs to give it up. <laughs> at this point, girl, ain't none of y'all came in the way y'all started. Exactly. Okay. Like 30 years in. And you know, it's about, I asked her like, what are the things that you think outside of your hair are the most beautiful things about you. And I think that's what people need to start tapping into. Like, you know, we all are not going to step into the world and have a charm life like Beyonce, right? Who 
has even said her life. We don't, we don't even know the stuff she's been through. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, but when you talk about somebody who has the looks and the talent and some people just, you just look and go, Oh, they're just so beautiful. And it's like, yeah, but there's also women that are embracing the things that are beautiful about them. Like I, I follow slick woods who I think is like super dope. Beautiful. And, you know, she, yeah, she's gorgeous and she got her gap in her mouth, you know, which people are like, Oh, the gap. And you know, she rocking her short hair and she blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's about um, uh, uh, taking these things that traditionally have been sort of standards for beauty and then flipping it on its head. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have so such limited icons in beauty and hair mm-hmm. and those icons are even trying to duplicate each other because they trying to like make sure one ain't doing more than them and mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 is that whenever I go to LA and I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for what I'm about to say <laughs> um just shout out to LA I live there y'all need to calm down but what I'm about to say is real like I'm I you go to LA and it's like oh, every girl looks like Kim Kardashian or every girl looks like Taylor Swift or mm-hmm. every, like, you know, where's the individuality? All the benefits that social media gives you is also, like, going on and everybody watching this one girl's video and everybody doing their makeup like her. People are just, like, looking a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think every generation figures it out and then by the time we figure it out and we're at a good place with it, we're the generation that doesn't matter anymore. Yep. So, like, now I'm like, oh, I got this hair shit and <laughs> <laughs> These like kids are like, who the fuck is this old bitch with the move, bitch? <laughs> oh, so reeling it in, what do you think your hair has given you that straight haired people don't get? Um, you know, when it comes to something like that, like let, I, I don't think one versus the other. Although I'm definitely not uh, an advocate for including white women's hair journey into. Mm-hmm women of color's hair journey because our journey has been so difficult and not addressed until like this big natural boom. I mean, was happening in the seventies, but it was happening underground, you know, like it wasn't, yeah, it's been like maybe the last five or seven years that people have really just started going like now white corporations are seeing, Oh, there's money in black hair. Mm -hmm. There's always been money in black hair. Black Mm -hmm. women have always been, um, you know, it's, it's the one thing that we really can control is our hair. And even in that, they're trying to stop us from controlling the hair. So any, any, um, I don't have an animosity towards straight hair, but I just know that it, however your hair grows out of your hair is good for you and fine for you. But, uh, my hair grows out of my hair the way that it does because God set it up for that. And so I don't have any animosity, uh, towards straight hair. I just know that I don't like having straight hair. I don't like having bone straight hair, you know, because I have such a round face. I just can't rock certain things, you know, like certain things. I just can't. Like you look at it and you go, oh, I look like somebody auntie. (laughs) I have to get my face trimmed down if I want. Like certain, you know, people have to understand it's not. I don't take that on as like, a oh, I failed as a person because I can't rock this short. It's just like, no, if I want to rock that, then there's certain things that I need to do to make sure that I look good with that. But in the meantime, in between time, here are things and styles that compliment my face and look good on me that's fair yeah your journey's been a little bit different than other guests on this show Mm -hmm. because you've loved your hair since the get whereas my other guests it was like a up and down depending on where their life was at but if you were to turn back maybe on some of the nightmares of your hair what would you tell your younger self through those moments the biggest misstep is probably not even probably for sure perms, right? I would have preferred to keep my hair natural 
And I should have, I wish I had just kept that going so that I could, you know, really just enjoy the process of that. I, I had a head full of hair when I was a newborn, you know, like I had a bunch of hair when I was a kid. I had more hair, like I had thick, coarse hair. And what do you, what would you say your curl pattern is naturally? I think I'm a 4C, okay. but I don't know because I don't really keep my hair out like mm. that. I'd say that's about right. Just from seeing like the hair that you have exposed. Yeah. That's about right. Um, But I've never been about my hair mm-hmm. because... We always knew we get dressed up and, you know, go somewhere, go to church on Sunday or we go out to dinner or something. And we always knew how to snap it together quick. And then we walk around the rest of the days looking like hobos, <laughs> you know, like yeah. nobody cared. Um, I was sort of a girly girl, but then I wasn't like I was, you know, I played sports. I was in honors band. I played percussion in school. You know, I was on the debate team. I was in the theater club. Like we, I wasn't like, even when I was a cheerleader, I was a cheerleader for like, one semester and I was not with these girls with the caboodles in their hair. Like I was just like, and I was competitively cheering. Like if my team was losing, I just start cheering for the other side. Cause I'm so competitive. <laughs> um, so I didn't grow up. Everything had to be for how I looked, you know, and like my hair, we were, my grandmother's biggest thing was like, you know, she obviously taught us to be somewhat domesticated because she taught us cooking and cleaning and how to take care of a home and things like that and a husband. But that's because she's from the South, mm-hmm. you know. But, like, even with that, it was a defiance of, like, don't let no nigga run you and tell you what to do, girl. And who care if your hair so what? I do what I want. <laughs> you don't see my hair where it look good. You know it can get look good, though. <laughs> You know, I'm over here. I'm over here fixing something to eat. I'm over here, you know, mowing the lawn or painting, trying to paint. You know, my mother, my grandmother was into it. So they, you know, they just taught us our value was in a whole bunch of other stuff that had nothing to do with looks. You better be book smart. You better be smart. You better know what's going on in the world. You better know that you cannot be taken care of. You cannot be the type of woman that wants to grow up to be taking care of a man because that may not happen. And then if it does, then the nigga might abuse you because you dependent. So we was always like, ready, you know, we was more raised like G.I. Joe soldiers mm-hmm. than like a Barbie. Yeah, I had I had that because it was just women in my family. But my mother is she don't play. You leave in the house to go to the store across the street or you're going to see family or you're going whatever. Yeah. You always look good when you leave the house. So for me, it was always like you must do your hair. You must look good. You must. It was always your like mother a must. would have been. Uh, when I tell you, we would get up. <laughs> my grandma said, "At least take a bird bath." So you got to hit your spots and then go. But nobody worry about the hair unless it was Sunday. Now my mother has this thing. My mother's been in surgery a bunch of different times for different things. Mm-hmm. Now my mother will put makeup on before she goes into surgery. That's my mom. You my know? mom is in the airport. Hair done, makeup, heels. Yeah, Doesn't uh, matter your what mother time. would hate me. I go to the airport sometimes and I'm just like, I don't even know if I match my ID picture. <laughs> I don't even know. I've had people do double takes like, like, and my ID picture is horrible. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, who's. <laughs> I'm the same. I don't care. My license I have on a rainbow hoodie. And yeah. I remember exactly because I was 16. I had a rainbow hoodie and Scooby-Doo pajama pants. Stop. With my green, white, and black dunks. Yes. And my hair was just back. It was curly, but it was just in a sloppy bun, like no product, nothing. Yeah. And I was just like, cheese. Like, I don't care. But my mother, 
She goes to the salon. She gets her hair done. She Put finds a picture? outfit. Everything she does, everything is, you must look good. You should see my passport picture. I literally had just taken a weave out. <laughs> I found out last minute that I needed to go to Canada, and I had to get an emergency passport because I didn't have a passport. I went to the CVS here on 125th. My hair was every which way to the point the lady said, you want to just... <laughs> <laughs> she's like you just want to smooth that down like, hate, she's like you know we got an aisle yeah four. Girl, she was like you want to you know you can come back i was like nope no i look like a jailbird that's hilarious I look a damn mess but it's like it don't matter because you will see me looking good or you will see me now like now with my social media and at the behest of some of the people on my team mm -hmm. it has been like yam please let's slow it down with some of these videos where you just <laughs> clearly just woke up and decided to talk to the camera why those are your best i know videos. those are my best but then now i have some of them that went viral mm. and they come back to me and i'm like oh, oh my God. I, I really <laughs> should have did a whole i got stocking caps on and <laughs> like half hair braided it's just like now we just try to make sure that we at least intact i think i've always been like as long as my body smells good mm -hmm. like and as long as i'm clean the rest of this shit doesn't matter the older you get you realize maybe a little more presentation can go i'm definitely never gonna go into surgery and with a full face of makeup on <laughs> um and i i don't know if i will do a beyonce where i have my mama come and put hot curlers in my hair while i'm pushing out a baby from my you hoo ha but i <laughs> definitely will brush my teeth and I definitely will run a rag over my face when my grandmother was on her deathbed she was in the hospital for almost a year wow. I was traveling two or three times a month to go stay with her for three or four days yeah so I would be in the hospital just being able to like the nurses would just be bringing me stuff like oh here's a little toothbrush we got a little rat you know what I'm saying I'd have to take little bird baths in the bathroom and you blah blah blah, blah. You gotta do. and that year I probably looked the roughest <laughs> I and I was in and out of like rental cars, you know, like living out of a bag, like not unpacking certain things, packing certain things and watching my grandmother go through her process. And, you know, just being somebody that like my grandma's always has a beautiful face. So her face could carry off a lot of stuff mm -hmm. and just seeing her just go, you know, and deteriorate, you know, it really puts in perspective, like no matter what this vanity shit comes to an end. It has to, mm -hmm. if you live long enough, right? The shit just is not, I don't care. It's not going to look the same. It's not. We joke about it. Cause my mom, we joke about my mom just being fabulous to the end because at the beginning of this year, she had to get a very big, like a fibroid, the size of a softball or something okay. or a grapefruit, something really right. big. And, post-surgery she was plugging in her flat iron fixing her edges oh fixing her bangs she was at incredible connected, doctors connected to, oh she was doing this in the thing she was still connected to all her machines mm -hmm. but she could get up so she found the strength to at least fix her hair i'm like mom right. you gotta give this up you can't you can't live like this it's too much it's it's it's, it's hard some people and and i think again it's like maybe from your mother's generation every generation is different like mm -hmm. some 
you know, my we for all the times that we look rough when it was time for them to put themselves together, they they could put themselves together and like I can do my own makeup in like maybe six minutes less, six minutes or less. Mm-hmm. I know what spots to hit, da da da. My great grandmother was like that. Mm-hmm. My grandmother wasn't they you know, had businesses and were doing stuff. And when they got involved with the church, you just don't have the time. It's more like people don't don't have the time. My mother didn't really have the time. She was running and ripping. But, you know, whenever, like, my mother's big thing is, like, you know, when you go into surgery, you want to make sure that you look presentable because, mm-hmm. you know, you want to make sure people, like, respect your life. And they, you know, they looking down at something like, yeah, I want to save this. Mm-hmm. Whatever, you know, is going on here, <laughs> I want to save it. And I'm like, well, if I'm laying down in the surgery table and my life is depending upon how good I look <laughs> I think I need a whole different doctor in a nurse situation up, it's no. a whole different hospital I need to be at because I'm telling you right now I cannot be in a hospital that's specifically trying to save me based upon my looks because no telling how I'm gonna come up in there the running joke in my family is do not go to any doctor or hospital without clean panties on oh well that's it <laughs> that's like you better have clean <laughs> You better be clean. Take a shower. My grandmother, I used to do a joke about that because my grandmother would be like, don't be going here with dirty panties on, running around here. And next thing you know, you get killed and they then they take you to the morgue. They put your panties down and be like, oh, her grandmother didn't even raise her. And I'm like, you think they're going to think all of that? Yep, that's what they think. <laughs> <laughs> well, Yamanika, thank you for being on Comedy's Curls. Oh, thank you. Tell with us my who you curls. are. Tell us who you are and where we can find you. Well, you can find me on everything on social media at Yamanika. Um, uh, which is Y-A-M-A-N-E-I-K-A. I have a uh, Netflix special under The Degenerates. I have a Comedy Central half hour. You can uh, check out, I've done the monologue with uh, Jimmy Fallon, which is on YouTube. You can see that a couple times. I have a great album out uh, called Damsel in Distress, which I love. I listen to the album a great deal. Because sometimes you don't like work you put out. You know, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I'm over it. Um, but this album, I really, really loved it. And I was like really proud of myself. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, yo, I did that. Like, that was great. I patted myself on the back. I really enjoyed that. I think it's a classic. Yeah. Um, so if I must say so myself. And uh, I'm not sure when my Laugh Mob thing comes out. But that next week I'm taping, supposed to be taping something for Comedy Central's Digital. Nice. Um, th- that's coming out. And, um, you know, just a couple of projects in the work. So, you know, just keep abreast of me. I always put yes. up where I'm going to be and um, what I got going on. In January, I'm in Las Vegas. I'm in Vermont. I'm in Los Angeles. So if you're in any of those three places... You can uh, watch me on social media, follow me on social media, and I'll have all the information regarding those areas. Please follow her, support her, all that stuff, because you're so fucking funny. You're so funny. And we met in like a weird way, but... But it was great. But it was great. It was great. And and when you did, when you did, I'll say what, so that y'all know, we were making fun of Michael Che. Yes. And you put your hand down your mouth and fake sucked somebody's dick i don't even remember the joke but i was like i love this woman i love this woman so much we were in that hot apartment and we i was were. just like it was a good yo time. this it is was my a girl great time it was a great so. time and i'm so uh glad to be on this podcast you know i adore you thank you and thank you. i'm always happy when i see you around so uh Same. thank you thank you If this brings you just a little closer, I hope that it will help you to do a better job.